Welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, I am once again joined by Diana Mormon. Diana is the Director of Elections and General Registrar. Welcome, Diana. Thanks for having me. It's always a treat. It is. So we have an election coming up. And this year, it's going to be a little bit different than what we have had in the past. So I wanted to have you on as soon as possible so we can go through the whole process because I think the big change, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, is the absentee ballot situation is different this year than what it has been in the past for the general election, right? Very much so. Okay. Night so, and day. Night and day. So we want to get that word out there so everybody is aware. So I sat before we started recording, and I think I have come up with four different ways that people can participate in the election this year. So let me run those by you and let me know if I'm right, okay? Okay. All right, so the first thing they can do is they can vote in person on November 3rd, just like normal, right? That's correct. All right, then they can, or they can vote in person with an absentee ballot. That is correct. Okay, or they can mail in their absentee ballot or they can drop off their completed absentee ballot. That is correct. You okay. get an A plus. Yay! <laughs> Very good. All right, so let's start with what's probably the easiest because it's the way it's always been. Um, in person on November 3rd, what do people need to know if they're going to vote in person? Uh, they need to know that social distancing will be required. Uh, this is our second election in the pandemic. And we have uh, continued with what we did in June 20, on June 23rd, and that seems to have worked pretty well. Uh, we didn't have any complaints from voters or the election officers, and I'm very pleased with that. Uh, we do have all of our equipment in stock and ready to go. Masks will be encouraged and appreciated. And uh, people say, but wait a second, masks are required every place else. And that is true. However, we have direct guidance from the Department of Elections that says otherwise. Uh, so we do highly encourage and appreciate them. Uh, however, they, to my knowledge at this point, are not required. Okay. Um, when they get there, please have their ID out. No longer does it have to be a photo ID. Uh, they reverted back to the laws in, from the past that says photo ID is not required. However, an ID is. Uh, so have that out. Uh, driver's license is fine. Your voter ID card, that is now acceptable again as a form of identification, so that's a huge plus. And uh, also know what's on the ballot. We have a few things that are on the ballot. Uh, I think that people have probably realized that there is a presidential election, so that's the easy one. Uh, we also have the U.S. Senate that is up. We also have the uh, U.S. House of Representatives, and we have two constitutional amendments. Uh, those seem to rear their heads every presidential election mm -hmm. because of the high turnout uh, involved with the election. Uh, but those are very wordy. Uh, once we get that information and correct wording, we will be putting that information up on the website. Uh, sample ballots will be available on or before September 18th, and we do ask you to be informed uh, before you go to the polls. It'll just help move the lines a little bit quicker. We just ask that everyone have patience because it's a new world. Right, so let's talk about lines. People should be prepared for lines, correct? Uh, my goal is to not have any. My goal is to make sure that we have everybody handled and 
uh, in and out as quickly and as smoothly as possible uh, while maintaining that safe social distancing. Uh, if there are lines, people just need to understand that it's a new world and uh, we have a new process of doing things. Oh, and one of the great things, a new law that just went into place uh, is I know in the past a lot of voters get really finicky with, uh, in the past, the election officers always had to uh, repeat full name and the address of the voter out loud. Mm -hmm. And now they've uh, changed that law and it is just we have to repeat the full name. We okay. no longer repeat the address of the voter. Uh, so that I think that's a little bit more voter friendly. And I'm Absolutely. very much for that. Very so. good. Okay, now if, just in case, there's a line, okay, a lot of people get off <laughs> work, they go vote at the very end of the day. Is it true that as long as they are in line by seven o'clock, their vote, they will still be able to vote? That is true. Uh, if you're in line by seven, we will absolutely make sure that you get through that line. And we actually go one step further to ensure that that last person is there. Uh, we have our chief and assistant chief check the cell phone, make sure that it is in fact seven o'clock on the dot. And then we actually place an election officer at the very back of the line with their ID on, and they ensure that everybody in the line at seven in front of that election officer is able to vote. Okay. Uh, so we are very thorough and we are huge advocates of voters because one vote does make a huge difference. Absolutely. As we have seen in past elections. Yes. Sure. So that's pretty much how you vote in person on election day. So that's kind of the easy one. That's so then, correct. Then we get into the world of absentee ballots. And right before we started, I said, okay, so when do people have to complete their application for an absentee ballot? And you said... Uh, interestingly, they have until October 23rd to request an absentee ballot. Okay. And people say, wait a second, the mail, the mail. I will tell you that you are safe. Go and, and if you want to stay at home and you want to practice that social distancing, we respect that. Uh, if you request your ballot as soon as possible, we are required by law to get that ballot out within three days of receipt of your application once September 18th starts. So the sooner you get the application to us, and you can even get it to us now, we're accepting them. We actually accept them within 20, I'm sorry, within 12 months of the election. Okay. Um, so they can get the application into us. We get the ballot out and mailed to them. And then they simply just need to vote it and get it back to us as quickly as possible. Uh, if they mail their ballot at the end of September, they have plenty of time to track their ballot and make sure that it gets to us properly. Okay. Now there's another way this year to get your yes. ballot in. And I think I called that absentee ballot in or voting in person, but it's a little different now. Can you explain that? It is. Uh, this is the first election. We had no practice run on this. So we are completely reinventing the wheel with how we are handling and processing absentee ballots. Uh, no longer will you have to complete an application if you come in and vote in person. We have a new vote center. Uh, we simply cannot accommodate the amount of people that we are projecting to turn out. Uh, the lobby here, if anybody has come here, our lobby can, uh, with social distancing, we can have between one and three people in the lobby at once. That is not gonna work very well for 1,500 no. people a day. No. So the county has been amazing to work with and I'm very appreciative of the county administrator and the board of supervisors and uh, Parks and Recreation, because we are kind of taking over their building at the end of, uh, of the conference rooms. 
And uh, so anybody can show up at our new vote center at the recreation. It's the James City County Recreation Center, 5301 Long Hill Road, and they can vote. They don't have to have an application. They don't have to request anything. They simply show up, uh, give their identification without the photo or photo, either way works, and uh, we hand them a ballot. It's just like election day. So we've got 45 days of election day. And we're also open the two Saturdays prior to the election as well from nine to five. Okay, so that begins on September 18th? It does. Okay, yes. and it goes until, when is the last day to vote absentee or to vote early? Halloween. Halloween, oh, well that's easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, it changes each year, but it is okay. Halloween. So it's easy to remember the last day uh, to vote absentee is always the Saturday prior to the election. Okay, very good. Now at the recreation center, in terms of will social distancing still be included with what people will need to expect? Absolutely, um, social distancing is uh, required for every facet that we have uh, with our voting process, whether it be here in the office, uh, which we do not allow absentee voting. I just wanna make that very clear. If anybody shows up here, uh, we will be sending you to the recreation center. Okay. So please go to the rec center uh, and vote there. And um, social distancing is required in all areas. Okay, very good. And masks, again, encouraged and appreciated? Yes, very much so. Okay. Highly encouraged. Highly encouraged. Very yes. good. What is the deadline for people that are going to want to vote absentee by mail? What is the deadline for them to get their application in to you all? That actually is a new law as well. Okay. Uh, it changed from seven days before the election to 11 days. Okay. So now the new deadline is October 23rd. Okay. And if anybody has any questions, they don't have to memorize it. It's all on our website. It's easy to get to. It's jamescitycounty.gov uh, slash vote. I'm sorry, jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. Very good. And okay. uh, all of our deadlines are there. Okay, very good, because there are a lot of deadlines to, <laughs> to keep up with for sure. So now if somebody wanted to say that they had marked their ballot and wanted to just drop it off, it's sealed, it's in the envelope, they were going to go to the post office and they said, no, I'm here at the rec center, recreation center, I might as well drop it off here. Can they do that? Absolutely. We actually have designed, uh, it's uh, called the drop, uh, ballot drop off station. Okay. And uh, we are going to have a table set out. It's going to be inside just because of the humidity. If we had it outside in the inclement weather, uh, I can't ask the election officers to be out there the entire time, uh, depending on what happens. So it's okay. just inside the glass and there will be a table and it will be manned by two election officers, one representing each of the two major parties. Uh, that way it is a fair uh, drop off point and there's no collusion or anything else, and we try to just make sure that we are as transparent as possible. Okay. So you will come in, and we will be identifying you. You must bring an ID in. So you can't go to your church or to your neighbors and collect all their ballots and just drop them all off all at once. Okay, uh, Code is very specific, and it says that you must be the one that drops off the ballot. Okay, good point. Okay. Now, the deadline, so then when the voting center closes on October 31st, Right? Correct. Correct. That, I'm so happy with that date. I can remember that one. That <laughs> um, that's, it's closed. So if people have waited past October 31st, they're going to need to go ahead and vote in person on November. That 31st. is correct. Um, we will be keeping that ballot drop 
table or their ballot drop station, drop off station. Uh, we will be having that open. Um, also on, we're closed on the, all, all Sundays are closed. Okay. Uh, we need a break as well. Right. And everybody thinks that we're taking off, but we really are working through them. Um, but on Monday, the table will still be there and available. And then also through the election, uh, on election day, Oh, we okay. have, we have an actual precinct that will be there. And on election day, only the voters that are assigned to that precinct will be allowed to vote there on election day. Uh, however, that drop off station will still be available just outside the door. Uh, okay. We want to make sure that it's consistent and dependable uh, throughout the entire election process. Okay, so I just want to make sure that I understand. Do you have to then after October 31st, do you, that Monday or Tuesday, mm -hmm. you have to be a member of that precinct in order to drop off your absentee ballot or your ballot there? Or you know anybody? Mm -hmm. No, um, anybody can drop it off through okay. all the way to 7 p.m. on election day. If you gotcha. want to vote in person on election day, uh, you will have to be a, uh, assigned to that precinct specifically in order to vote there. But uh, they, you, will be, they will be asking you to go to your uh, assigned precinct on November 3rd only. But if you have your completed ballot, you can vote there through correct. 7 o'clock November 3rd. That is correct. It's kind of, I think if you look at it as a simultaneous polling place, okay. uh, and it's, it's duly, uh, it, it serves two purposes. Okay. And if you look at it that way, it's a little bit easier to digest. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Okay. And we just want to make sure that we get everything out there and everything correct. Because I understand. I appreciate it. Yes. There's a lot of, there's some misinformation out there and there's some confusion. And we just want to make sure that we are getting those rules out to everyone. Now, I do know that in the past, there has been special provision given for folks that may be maybe limited in terms of their mobility let's say or that yes. they're in a wheelchair or something like that what kinds of provisions do you have for them we do uh absentee by mail and we okay. highly encourage that and um we've got so many you know we already have over seven thousand um applications for this election alone wow uh, for us to mail ballots and that's just for our first mailing we still have a month to go Right. Uh, a lot of those do include voters with disabilities, so you okay. can request it. And if you do want to go and do your civic duty, uh, we have a young lady that is a spry 101 years old, <laughs> and she uh, insists on going to the polls, and that is her right, and we appreciate it. And uh, so she can now come those 45 days also. Uh, if her knees aren't working so well and her mobility issues just aren't cooperating with her that day, uh, she or anyone else uh, can request a curbside ballot. Okay. So our election officers uh, go out to the poll, I'm sorry, go out to the curb. Uh, we do ask that you put your flashers on so that we know that you are there instead of just waiting for something. Mm -hmm. And um, we go out and handle the process straight from your car. So uh, we do offer that assistance to uh, those people with disabilities. Okay, very good. Thank you for reminding us of that because that's very important. It is. Now, I know that there are going to be a lot of new voters this year, and I just want to make sure that I have this law correct as well, law, I think it's a law, that as long as you are 18 on November 3rd, you're allowed to vote, correct? That is correct. It is okay. a law, actually. Oh, well, so, uh-huh, yeah, <laughs> so, but you've got to be registered. 
So even if you, the deadline to register, I believe is October 13th. Okay. Uh, if you are going to be 18 in between that time frame, go ahead and register now and we will go ahead and get you processed and make sure that you are in fact in the poll book on November 3rd. Uh, so you can go online through our citizen portal, request that information or register, and uh, we would love to have you vote. It's kind of cool that their first election will be for presidential. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Mine was too. It was a couple years ago, but yeah. Mine was too. Oh, very good. <laughs> so um, I think that a lot of times people, they know that they're registered. And so when we tell people, check your registration, check your registration, they just kind of say, oh, that's done. But what if they moved? I mean, it's still important, right? That folks just go through and double check. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, if I can implore everyone, please, if you have submitted a form, I know that there's the Amazon effect out there that everybody expects everything done within two days. Well, keep in mind that we are an office of just a few people and we are managing this monumental task of right. getting everybody re registered and um, their applications processed. So if you've submitted one application and you know for a fact that you have, please just have some patience with us. Um, you can go on to the citizen portal again uh, and you can access through the Department of Elections website or you can access it through uh, our website as well. Uh, but you can go on, enter your DMV driver's license number and you can look your information up there. Uh, and people say, wait, I registered and I can't find myself. Uh, it's highly likely that you may have even just transposed some numbers in your social security number or your birth date or even some letters in your name. Uh, so just give us a call and we'll be glad to help you. But please, by all means, if you know that you're registered, I appreciate everybody's enthusiasm. Our phones, we're just inundated with phone calls. So go through the citizen portal and that's the best way to get the information. Okay, and we're going to have a screen at the end of this podcast okay. with all of the telephone numbers and email addresses and websites and everything. And so then speaking of websites, I think it's important that people are getting their information about the election from the source or from the correct websites. Where would you recommend people go? Can we go ahead and say that web address? Sure. The web address is uh, jamescitycountyva.gov slash vote. Uh, starting 45 days prior, and I may talk to you guys to see if we can get that uh, election count, uh, countdown clock yeah. added uh, a little bit sooner than that, just because okay. it'll help everyone access our site. Okay. Uh, or you can go to the elections.virginia, all spelled out. So it's elections.virginia.gov, and everything is there as well. Okay, Please only go to those sites. Uh, those are trusted information. Those are the ones that I approve of and uh, please don't rely on your uncle Bobby that posted something on Facebook that he heard someplace from someplace. Right. Absolutely. Uh, it gets and, us in trouble. Yes. And we are on Facebook of course as well. And so if people, and we're going to be posting about the election, you know, for the next forever in between now <laughs> and November 3rd. And so please, if you have some information that you want to check to make sure it's correct, please feel free to send us a question on Facebook as well. I will then pick up the phone and call Diana and say, help, you know, this is what we're hearing. Is this true? Not true. So definitely go to those trusted sources for information. It's really important. Um, so we've covered all the different ways you can vote. Yes. The one thing that I would say as far as the mail is please, 
another registrar I was talking to, he put it very eloquently that uh, you don't expect to mail your Christmas cards out on Christmas Day. I'm sorry, Christmas Eve and expect to get them on Christmas Day. Right. So give yourself enough time, put that ballot into the mail as quickly as possible and allow the system to work. Uh, you set yourself up for failure if you put it in on the very last day. Uh, it could or could not get to us. There actually is a new law that if uh, the ballot is postmarked on or before election day and it arrives to us by noon on the Friday after the election, uh, we will be required to count it. So we are trying to be advocates as much as possible uh, for those mail ballots. But you have to do your part. You have to be advocates for yourself. Make your voice heard and the mail is safe. You just have to give yourself enough time. Very, very important information for people to hear. Absolutely. So I guess the one rumor that I have seen so far on social media on our page, which I know that there's lots of rumors out there, but that absentee ballots don't count unless there is a really tight election. Is that true? No, 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 no. <laughs> Not even close. We actually have, as our 20th precinct is called the Central Absentee Precinct, and they are a group of dedicated election officers that are very well trained, very seasoned, and they come in and they count those ballots. And it is equal representation of Democratic and Republican parties, and all of those ballots are processed. If we can, if at all possible, count that ballot, we absolutely will. The only thing that would prevent the ballot from being counted is if they don't complete that envelope B properly and they don't sign the envelope. Uh, there are some other requirements we're waiting on legislation as we speak that's being molded right now. And so I can't talk so much about that to this point, but that will be on our uh, website. Um, but they are counted. And okay. regardless of whether there is a 95% win and the candidate is uncontested, we still count every single ballot because every single ballot does matter. Very good. Thank you. All right. Anything else you'd like to say before we wrap it up? Uh, we just have, appreciate everybody taking the time. I also, I know that we have a president, presidential election, but everybody needs to recognize that next year is the gubernatorial election. And then the year after that, we have another federal election. And then the year after that, we have, an, uh, we have board of supervisors. Uh, every even year is a federal election year, and every odd year is a state election year. All of them are just as important, and uh, I love to give a shout out to our local elected officers and uh, board of supervisors because they truly have just as much of an impact. Uh, so don't think of this as only the only election that you need to vote in every four years. We've got one next year that makes a huge impact too. So just keep that in mind that uh, you have a civic duty every year and not just once every four. All right. Well, Diana, again, thank you so much, as always, for coming onto the podcast. We very well may have you on again, though, in between now and November 3rd, depending on I, how things are going. So please. All right. You're a great guest, <laughs> as always. All right. Thanks again. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to subscribe. You can find us at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our episodes as well as a form that you can give us show ideas, feedback. We would love to hear from you. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you vote. It's very important. And we will talk with you next week.